So Seattle says the purpose of the interview is for you to um, to express your, you know, how you, um, what you experience in your practice, and he will help. And if you can tell him precisely what you do actually, like how you go about your practice, Seattle says, then what he will then do is elaborate on it so that you can hopefully see further into what is available in your practice. Who will begin? Anybody in the first group? If you can tell him whether you're finding it easy or difficult to practice, um, if you can tell him if there's something that you're not clear about and you have confusion about when you're trying to practice. Well, uh, I'm feeling a little lost. Not about what you're saying. I understand what, you, what the instructions are. My practice is um, discipline, and I sit. And I sit through discomfort. I try to. And I try to sit. I just try to um, stay with whatever's going on. And I'm seeing that there's this more relaxed approach, which is noticing. And I'm, I'm just a little lost. I don't know how to transition. Okay. Do instruction go on now? ตู้ยอาทุมัวเบมาแล้วสรุปตู้อะยังเอ่อดิสซิปลินขึ้นแต่ตู้อ่ะเอ่อโหน่าเลยสวยดอกช็อตไทนี่แม่โหตู้อ
and you're talking about physical pain, right? Mostly. Yeah. So he says what you're going to be sitting with or being aware of is not so much the physical pain, but he wants you to notice your mind's reaction to it. So that's what you're going to sit with, is, is investigating how your mind is reacting to it. That's what the learning is going to happen. And the reason he asks us so all the time to watch the reaction in the mind, he says, first of all, the purpose of meditation is to understand the nature of what is happening as it is, but you cannot know the true nature of something unless your mind is equanimous. So if there's a reaction in the mind and you're watching the pain, you're not seeing the true picture of what pain is, which is why you need to watch the reaction so that you will recognize when there is no reaction. And when there's no reaction, then you can look at pain to see what it now represents and what it actually is. And you will see how the reactions in our mind color our experience. You will begin to see clearly how um, when there is a reaction in the mind of discomfort or whatever, um, there is a certain uh, perspective on pain, a certain perception of pain. And then when there is no reaction in the mind and you go back to what was considered pain or what, you know, you, then you see what it is for what it is because there is no more reaction getting in the way, coloring your lens. That's what he wants. So Sierra always says this, he repeats this so often. Pain um, any object. Yeah. And it's not just pain, it's anything, you know, it's, it's the birds, it's, it's, it's whatever we think of. Um, it's, we don't truly see its nature while we like it or dislike it. While we have some attachment or aversion to it, we do not truly see things as they are. Um, I've done a good amount of Mahasi Sai inspired noting practice. Okay. That's been the crux for the past like year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question is, I noticed that unintentionally the labels will still arise. Mm-hmm. And so should I drop the noting altogether? Should I use the labels when I find it's appropriate? Um, like for example, with walking especially, like sometimes I'll notice that I'll go like lifting, moving, placing, even when I try not to do that. Um, Are you moving slowly? For the most part, yeah. Okay. ตัวเดียวเฮาตูมหาสีนี่เอาเนี่ยคือเราอาตูอาตูนี่นี่เลยดีๆอะไรที่อะไรที่อะไรที่อะไรที่อะไรที่อะไรที่อะไรที่อะ
but you can, you know, so the habit kicks in, you can notice that the mind is doing this. All he wants you to know is that labels aren't strictly necessary. They don't, they are not necessary to enable you to practice. You can practice without them, but if they come up, it's something else, it's another object that you know. Beginner, yeah, I don't believe poor, I'm here. Focus, no, 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 so labels are a way of helping the mind come to the object because as Yara has said this before, when you think about something, the mind goes there. And so he says that's, so for absolute beginners and people who don't know how to direct their mind, then it's very helpful to have a label because if you think um, moving, your mind will go to the movement. But if your mind is already there, you don't need it anymore. And eventually, Seattle says, you know, practice comes to a point where you're seeing so many things happening so fast, it's hard to label because you're too late. Yes. Okay, Seattle wants you to now just be aware of your sense of hearing. Okay? Did you label that in time? Label so you late already now journey. Already late. Yeah. So you can only have a direct experience instantly in the moment. But if you label it, you'll always be late. Which is why um, we slow down so much when we label because it's to help the labels keep up. Yeah. <laughs> How would you then be mindful when you're jogging or go running? Right? But you can't label. Yeah, you can't label. Label can't. But he says you can know the thumping of your feet. You can feel it. You can know that continuously. Yeah. Um, and similarly, um, I have kind of an opposite issue in that things arise for me and I don't know if I'm so delusional, I don't know what it is, but there but I recognize it, like, oh this has happened in the past. I know this, I know this, I know this. So I know the quality of what's coming up, but I can't label it. You know, we're told, oh, anger is arising, oh, uh, thirst is arising, this is arising, that is arising. I don't know what's arising, but I recognize it. I know that it's happened before. So I'm wondering if that's, if, if I'm just so confused that I can't label it, or if I should just let it go. Just know that this thing is arising that has happened in the past, and. ก็บอกตีนี่แหละมันตีตัวเปียร์ตัวเพี้ยนนี่ล่ะเราตีตัวเปียร์เนี่ยเราตีตัวเปียร์เนี่ยเราตัวคู่ปอน่ะเพี้
So that's fine, Sarah says. So long as you recognize it's a feeling, that's a general, that's a feeling tone. You don't have to give it a name, Sarah says. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be something specific. Yeah, and so Sarah says, if, so long as you are clearly aware, and you know its presence in the present moment, Sierra says, you can leave it to wisdom. When it, it is clear enough, wisdom will give it, will, will define it for you. When the mind isn't clear about what it's experiencing, it can't give it a name, which is absolutely fine. So long as you know that it is being known, there is an object there, you can experience it, you're sensing it, you're knowing it, that's good. Yeah. He says the important thing is you know clearly the difference between what is knowing and what is being known. Yeah. Yeah, he says, in the beginning, it's always awareness at work. And awareness doesn't understand everything. Awareness just knows. <coughs> and then he says, the, once the practice has gained momentum and so on, when wisdom starts coming, wisdom, wisdom always knows clearly. That's its, its quality. So um, this morning when you left a little early, I went into one of my standard things, just storytelling. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, maybe he's really sick, he'll have to leave. Oh, the retreat will you know, fall apart. No, it won't. Andre, I went into a whole yeah. story. Okay. But there's a more serious note to that, which is um, I go into a story that um, is really very painful. It's about getting older in my family and illness in my family. Alzheimer's. So what happens is um, I go into a story, oh, my father had it, my sister has it, I'm going to get it. That's a story that's really scary. Yeah. But um, storytelling has a fun element and a very sad element. So just, you know what, I have a quick mind too, very quick. Yeah. So, um, uh, I often will catch it and see the pain or the laughter or whatever that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is pretty humorous. Um, but anyway, anything you might say about storytelling? ไอ้ยูบลูไอ้ยูไอ้ยูบอกเออทําไมเปียตุเปียตุสิกะดีโลลุกตัดเตอะชิมมาซิเรียสไซกะบาเพลสรออะเตจีลาบิซรอจับป
ยังไม่ยังไม่มาเอเจนต์ตะลับอารมณ์ดีละอีโมชั่นล่ะเออกูว่าพายุว่าตัวเยอะตัวเว้ยฟีลิ่งอ่ะฟีลิ่งดิเ
And then if you do that often, he says at some point the mind will sort of get it. It will sort of start to tune into what is, oh, this is thinking, or this is thinking mind. When you get it that something is thinking mind, that's when you've seen the nature of the mind, which is very separate from the meanings inside the story. I definitely see it, you know, that I realize it's ridiculous, you know, we have to just see what happens, you know, versus, you know, um, I catch myself in seeing that story more often, certainly, than I'm much faster than I used to. Just like what happened this morning. You know, so mm. This is ridiculous. You know, it's quite, so it's kind of ridiculous with the other one. They're really sad and difficult ones to make stories about. Yeah. It's just practice, yeah, the sense the, you know, the, the, the more often we do it, the more skillful we become, the quicker we um, catch it, and um, the more understanding will arise. Yeah, what we are trying to understand is the habit pattern of the mind, in a sense. How does the mind work? Because memories will never go away. Not till the But if you understand the nature of thought and memories, then the emotion doesn't arise with it. Because He says, what will we do when we're near at, on our deathbed? Right? How will we die peacefully? Yeah. Our memories won't go away. But if there is understanding, yeah. but if there is understanding, there is acceptance. This is the nature of the mind. This is the nature of, of you know emotions or, 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 or feelings, and you understand nature. Yeah, the nature of the mind. I'm just moved at how much uh, compassion is built into this practice. It's just, it's not directly spoken about, to, uh, you know, not like exactly how to practice it, but, you know, if it's, if it's nature, you know, and this is the way things are, then you just can't be hard on yourself, you know? And, and that's what I've done most of my life, so. And just listen to everyone talk, it's like answer after answer, it's just the compassion is just very touching. And uh, I don't know, I mean, I've been to a few retreats with Steve and Alexis, and uh, <laughs> uh, something always arises that's just growing and growing, the momentum just keeps growing. And, and I, I've so I've come so far, and I sense I've so far to go, and it's just uh, I don't really know what else to say. I just uh, I just struck me how every answer is so filled with compassion, and and not uh, so much striving, and and that's uh, such a relief to have that sort of assurance. To say don't know why, but I should be up. Who die, I team of your 
ไม่ปล่อยเป็นแม้เนี่ยอ่าปี้เนี่ยอภิไดอภิไดโอ้ปี้เนี่ยโอ้บาเลยตะลุไปไดมาโอ้กรุณาเนี่ยไม่ตาย
it's, I kind of like, I don't know, at that point, I started noticing my suffering in my body just reduced. Mm. And then, you know, I kept listening to him all the time. So he always said, you know, you have to investigate why it is decreasing or how much mm. it is decreasing. Yeah. So I started investigating it and it was like 30% decrease and it's just because I'm not feeding it. Yeah. So, um, but then I started to notice I got a huge aversion towards my current thought because I know that would cause my suffering in my body. And I, you know, I kind of like stuck there. I was really frustrated. But then, you know, I kept listening to him and then there's the instructions. He said, okay, always, you know, remember, you know, what you're suffering kind of before the Dharma and after the Dharma. Mm. So it's kind of kept me motivated because I know how much I suffer before the Dharma. So, I mean, I was stuck there for like six months. <laughs> and it was like, I think about two weeks ago, um, I, I saw my body sensation, the thoughts come up, and there's, I know what is my version is going to come up, and there's like, Really, really clear voice saying, all you have to do is just aware. And then I noticed my body sensation just drop. Mm. And it was like, oh my God, that's what I need to do, right? And it, it has been like such a relief. So um, I just want to say thank you. Thanks, <laughs> God. <laughs> ตัวซ่าอาทุตะต้องเนี่ยสิตัวตัวดิเพรสชั่นพิลุแต่มันอุ้ยเจ้าจ้ารอลงแกเรโคลาสหลับซ่าบรอตัวเอ่อเอเช
sad what happened in the story Genesis what actually happened was that um, you know that moment when your mind said you just have to be aware it actually the it became right attitude it accepted Be- before that for six months there was this aversion because your mind had already realized that the thoughts were the cause of the the, the, the pain um, and now it had it, it has identified that as negative <laughs> because it was not simply watching anymore it was like this is not good it shouldn't come so yeah. then it's creating more objectivity and once you can see objectively again then you become free of that again Oh, it's like attitude. Yeah, so attitude attitude so attitude yeah. When we have the right attitude, everything works. When we have the wrong attitude, everything doesn't work. Yeah. everything is easeful, then right attitude is there. If you're practicing and everything is not easeful, one of those guys are there. He says the main culprits is like the, the you know, are ostensibly uh, loba and dosa, aversion and, and attachment, right? But why do we have aversion and attachment? It's because of delusion. We don't truly understand, therefore we grasp or we push. โอเคเรียนมาจากเราสุดจะแคร์ยังเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจอเจ
Sienna would like to know what you mean by when you are observing a thought or a feeling or you know a sensation one by one. What do you mean by one by one? Um, that there's a predominant one that emerges that's that's easy to work with. The Kutisha. Oh, I'm a big I don't beg with what you write, the Kujin, the Kujin, what you do. The Kutisha, I brought any heart. Where I am. Oh, don't come up with it. I'm a Tita Pekan Nina, I don't know. 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 Tita เซอร์วิสเซอร์ฮีเกตส์อิตฮีฮีเซอร์สแตทอืมยูอันตะคุจิมันตัวไกลเนี่ยไอ้ว่ามีให้ก็ลูกค้ามันมันดีอยู่เ
classes, yoga, movement <laughs> classes, is because he wants to show people that, you know, you can be moving so many parts of your body at the same time and you can be fully aware and present, but you don't need to be focusing. And he wants people to get a sense of that, how awareness is like that. Oh, 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 when he first saw someone doing qigong somewhere, he said it just hit him instantly. It was like they moved the arms in different ways. Clearly you have to know both in order to move them in different ways. And they move the legs at the same time too. And then he's like, that's vipassana awareness. You know, you're not focusing on one thing, but you know everything. And you're able, from the center, you're able to just, you know, able to orchestrate and... He says the point of Vipassana is wisdom, right? And wisdom's point of view is always a bird's eye view. It's like over the top. And he says, yeah, that's how it should be. We should just be on top of it. That's why, you know, when he begins the instructions, he's, he starts with the over-efforting bit. Like we put in too much energy if there's greed and aversion and all that. Because energy is something that we're so used to overusing. And, and so he's trying to get us to He says when we get to a point where we're really seeing the flow of the nature of mat- mind and matter, Sarah says you can't focus. You... you you interrupt the flow. You, you can't focus into that. At that point, the it's wisdom that's running the show. You know, when you can see the nature of mind and matter and how it flows, you're not in charge. Wisdom sees it. It's not samadhi. Samadhi is just stability. It doesn't see. Yeah, it, it supports the show, but, but this concentrating, you know, where we're trying to focus... That's not what sees. What sees is wisdom. And wisdom just, uh, yeah, that's all it does. It doesn't try to. It just knows. Yeah. In my work, I'm sort of rewarded for object focus. And so this open focus is a, um, a nice counterbalance. So I'm going to try and cultivate that more. Okay. Do a low object or focus low or counterbalance yeah. He says, so what's important for you is just to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just to take care of or uh, to, more, to be more concerned with or pay more attention to your awareness. And in a way, when we are trying to know our awareness, we are still softly focusing on something which is but it just happens to be the mind and the mind is capable of doing a lot more than focusing on an object yeah individual okay there's one more. Mm-hmm. sorry can anyone oh, no, there's one more one person more. in this yes. room yes okay um well the, the last couple of day and a half since I've been here um, I found my mind thanks quite fuzzy, and the awareness is almost like a little dim light bulb. Yeah. So, you know, thoughts will go through, like, oh, I should try harder, and then I'll notice that thought, 
leads to certain feelings. So, okay, and then that just goes. So I'm, I'm really looking at loosening everything and just, you know, the thoughts that come through about what I should be doing, just observing them. And that's going okay. My question is, can I get too loose? Like, you know, just, it's definitely practicing with a different end of the spectrum and like, how do I know when I've gone into, yeah, too far? ตัวดีเตยควยมาตูเอ่อติละเตยไม่เชื่อเลยติละเตยไม่ตะลุเบนั่นแหละวิววาเสียแต่แม้ตูบาดิทามิเลยสรตูติเลยอะตะคันเล
since there's the whole new self thing, but <laughs> just like the idea of just sort of actually staying hmm. with yourself. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Who are ง่ายๆนะนะสมัยนี้แต่ไม่ดีง่ายรู้สึกกะลงตรงน่ะเปียตนาชีลาได้บ่ซื้อออกดีเพลซมันนี่รู้เปียวสติเนี่ยง่า
to deeper and deeper to our Josara and Pure Asama, Asama. Not to come made a home, pin it out, people Josara, Manara, so a Bemanar, they chat him. She that, I love your local Josara. Damn it, I love to take my shame of your. Damn it to the Kalis, Kama, to Zayn and Shawnee, and the Kapli, Yotiaji. Does that happen in your walking every time? No. No. Okay. To the cartilage. Yes. 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 When you're sitting, he says you might have some expectation that's there. There's something you think you're looking for. Um, whereas when you're walking, you're just open. Said, says you're not expecting anything. You're just being with it, and and then things will happen as they do. I crave Shadow is, is beseeching us, please do not, do not attempt to see the objects more clearly. Please do not try to know your experience better. Let go and open the mind is the awareness is, yeah, the stronger it actually is. And it's just accepting. Simple PM, honest PM, present moment, the more simple and honest the mind is in the present moment, the clearer everything will be. Why are things not simple? Because the mind is wanting something. Or the mind is not liking something. You just said, um, and this wasn't what I wanted to say, but something that you just said struck me, which was you said, please, Sayadaw says, please do not try to see your object more clearly. Yes. Okay. Differentiating that between um, investigating, say, something dramatic like blame and anger, for example, which seems to come up a lot. Um, uh, mm. Isn't it when you when you investigate you how do you do that? Okay, ก็อ้าวผมไม่ได้ชื่อเอาไม่ชื่อเลยจ้วยจริงจ้วยจริงตลอดยังยังมาจ้วยจริงได้ใช่มั้ยตู่ไม่ชื่อเอาอ่ะ
um, something dramatic like anger or rage or something is coming up, some drama in the mind. Um, he said, depends on our state of practice at that time. When your mind isn't ready, Seattle says, if, if your practice, it, practice isn't already skillful, Seattle says, it's no point watching that drama continuously because what the mind will do is feed it rather than be aware of it. So if we're in an unskillful state ourselves, um, then when a drama comes up, it's more helpful to switch the mind to a neutral object so that it will stop um, recreating the drama and stop, you know, like hashing the old story over and over again. So you use a neutral object to, to calm the mind down. Uh, but yes, if there is enough practice, there is enough skill, the mind feels um, uh, steady about watching, ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้งแต่ตั้
So this is like he's trying to get yogis to see this over and over and over again. What is in the mind? How is the mind working? This is the number one first understanding that yogis need to have. We need to understand how our mind is meditating. 
what is the mind doing inside itself while it's trying to meditate? All those results of meditation, he says, they are not important at all. What's important is this mind that's meditating. How is it trying to look at mind so much. Because once this mind, you know, every now and again we watch and it falls into the right balance, the more moments of right balance there are, the more those results are going to he really wants all of us to just know how to fish. He's not going to throw the fish at us. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's only possible if we can know our own minds. Now we're so object-oriented, we think that meditation is what we are observing rather than how we are observing. And he wants us so much to come back to notice our awareness and how it works. Yes. So uh, about this thing, um, about how we are observing yesterday when you spoke, um, Sarva said, uh, once you observe, you observe the object and you see whether you're feeling greed or aversion, whatever it is, and then, and then uh, that thing itself becomes an object, yeah. and then you can observe that. Yeah. So once uh, once you start doing that, then if if you keep going like that, it seems like then again everything is about the objects because everything is becoming an object. Yeah. So it almost feels. Um, like, they are always where is the awareness? They are always going, yeah. Where's the awareness? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I how know do you know the object? <laughs> no, I mean, I know that awareness exists. I can I can define awareness as that which is knowing yeah. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So By definition, object. it exists. I know. ตัวยาเนาะตัวนาเนี่ยโหขึ้นเนี่ยอายุบ่มาสิกาลอบรอดาขึ้นล่ะล่ะโอเคจริงๆอ่าต้องเกลียวมั้ยจริงๆเลย
And if you know these three, it means that it's a fourth. And if you know those four, there's a fourth, fifth. So there's always a witness because you couldn't know it if there wasn't something witnessing it. And we need to always remember that witness. Mm. Could I ask a question? Yeah. Um, so yesterday also said us that there are six sense doors and we can watch the six sense doors on all that's coming on the six sense doors. So the thing that, um, uh, I mean, I can see that I'm going into the object here, but when th there's a thinking mind, right, and then uh, if, if I see some, uh, trying to see what is the thinking mind and when is it happening, for example, try to recognize it. So when I see things and I, I say, okay, as soon as I open my eyes, I, everything has a meaning and a label, mm -hmm. and I'm, so is that thinking mind also, and then... Um, there seem to be many different kinds of thinking minds going on, and I was wondering if there is a classification, I mean, I'm sure there must be a classification, but I was wondering if there are a few, okay, I was trying to classify them so that it would be more under control. ตัวดวาระชอบออกมาอาจารย์เปียวดวาระชอบออกมาพิจารณาที่ตัวอย่างอ่าตัวดีฮาเรอตีโกจูซ่าเนาะโอ้ตัวดริทามีเลยเนี
So if we are able to, if we are able to stay at the mind door, we don't have to chase anything because everything is known by the mind. And if, if, we, if we can tune into that mind, um, then it's very easy to know everything because everything is known by that mind. เอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไปเอาไป
ในนี้ตัวคาลาวิโซนตริคาลาวิโซดีนามาเสร็จแล้วเนาะดีจะปูอากอนไหนอะเทนิยอมเนาะเนาะเซอร์วิสเซสเอ่อเวอร์เวอ
if you're trying like like a bomb to use intellectual, oh, you know, may they be well and happy, may they be well and happy, you can sometimes, it's like trying to lie to ourselves because we cannot really feel that way. You know, so then it sets up a conflict and we wonder why it doesn't work for us. But if you can watch that aversion directly, and something is understood, then you have the opportunity for meta to arise. The other thing that you can do is, say you're practicing, just in general, and sometimes you feel really calm and peaceful. At that time, think of your enemy and send him some love. Say a quality but do me anyway. I don't mind to hire people to go do. Yeah. But I can't tell what it is. To a sailing name, the real I don't have to cancel my own lava. Yeah. I think I don't hire a people to go to the world. And Sarah says, particularly when we're in times of peacefulness and calmness. Awareness and calmness. Awareness is good, right? Sarah says, and if you think of your enemy, you will see the aversion begin to arise. And because the mind was initially calm and, and equanimous, you will actually also be more able to see um, the characteristics of aversion, possibly understand the fault that lies in aversion. Enemy of Vietnam will be all Vietnam. Yeah, so the enemy is not the problem. The problem is only the aversion. enemy <laughs> Enemy <laughs> Yeah, so the enemy is, the enemy is really aversion. It's not aversion. <laughs> so you want to understand aversion first. And once you understand aversion, it'll be so good to send metta. <laughs> You know, when we are totally absent of dosa, it's like automatically the mind is overflowing with matter. Yeah, no matter what object we come across, when there's dosa is absent, the reaction, if it's something, something. You don't have to think of matter. Matter is the automatic response of the mind, which has no dosa. Uh, everybody understands the word dosa? Yeah. Anger. <laughs> well, not just anger, everything, right? Yeah. The whole range of emotion from fear to a little tiny bit of irritation, yeah. To rage. Yeah. So, so for people you can send matter to send matter services and for people you can't use vipassana. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um I've been feeling really tired for the past couple of days and I've been wanting to sleep a lot. Mm. Um haven't had a proper meditation practice for six months. Okay. Prior to that, I was very structured. Mm-hmm. Um, I would meditate every night for 45 minutes before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. I included rituals in my meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have noticed is when I've been doing walking meditation outside, um, haven't had any or many thoughts. Yeah. But when I've been doing sitting meditation, yeah. I've been having a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, probably is there a way to meditate easier or to be to feel less tired here? 
Um, and is it acceptable to do walking meditation then for, for most of the time? If that's what's working for me. Okay. Mm. Do you need to sleep? ตัวดีลาเนี่ยมาเอียดูเลยตัวดีโอลามาอามทุกเขนว่าตัวชาวลาลาตัวน้องมาอามทุกเขนเลยน้องเขียนเลยไอ้ไม่ได้เงี้
ตัวตัวเนี่ยเปลี่ยนเลยแล้วตัวตัวตัวสกานี่เนี่ยลาลาโอ้ปงยี่นี่เนี่ยลาลาตัวไม่ติดอยู่เลยโอ้ลาเล
Because the whole point is to know the relationship between the two, how the pushing away changes your perception of the experience of pain. So if you can notice the pushing away and notice also the intensity of the pushing away, when it pushes more, how does it make you feel pain? When it pushes less, how does pain feel? If it doesn't push at all, how does pain feel? That's true, but idea of pain and feel. The, the aversion of the Toku, yeah. Right, you. Uh, ideas are the pain of the Toku at the bottom. Yeah, the pain and the aversion of the Toku is the relationship with the Tina and the Gong. And if you even uh. also saw your mind's idea about your experience of chronic pain, like what, what, what does your mind, like as a chronic thought almost, hold about your chronic pain? What is its attitude to the pain it has? Like, just a, a big ug. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So if you notice that and that pushing and the pain, he said, if you can see all that happening together, and you know the ug might change, whatever it is. I think sicker, Dora machine, I idea, the pain took the new young molly. I say, yeah, He says, so, and, and the benefit of, of seeing them is that. Because everything is not there all the time. He says sometimes you'll see when it's not there. And when it's not there, you will notice what, what the experience of pain is when there's not the pushing, when there's not the uh, 
and and then you'll see it's not a big problem so long as those two are not there. At the same time, there's a strong desire to, and I guess this is try to control it somehow because sometimes I can make subtle adjustments in my posture to kind of relieve, mm -hmm. and it only relieves it momentarily. Yes. But you know, it'll constantly be this battle of you know, should I shift or should I just stay with it? So I guess that's just really about trying to control it. I don't know. So, when you feel like shifting, you know, just check to see the level of, of like, how bearable is the pain right then? Like, how bearable is it feeling to you, right? And if it's unbearable, shift. But if it's still bearable, see how long it stays bearable. Just, just, and he's, he doesn't want you to push too much. Just to know that you're moving when it's appropriate. This is my whole practice right there. <laughs> you just described it. Yeah. It's not a problem to move. He has no problems if we move, but what he what he wants us to do is have awareness through that whole process of everything. Yeah. He says, you know, impermanence, um, we can know it anywhere. You know, whether we move or don't move, stay still or constantly moving. If we see that change, that moment of change, we understand, yeah, we understand impermanence. Whether it's pain or anything. Anything. Yeah, because I often get caught in this thing of like, if I didn't have this pain, like my practice isn't even starting until I get beyond the pain, but the pain is... Sarah says, you know, this is practice. There is no practice like which is better than this. All of us have our limitations, but Sarah says, you know, all of us have the same limitation, which is whether we have right attitude. When you have right attitude towards your experience is pain, he says, you will have overcome pain or your, you know, experience. We all have something we need to overcome and our limitations. But the purpose of meditation is we're not trying to overcome it, right? He said, no, we're not trying to change it or manipulate it. We're trying to understand. Understand. Yeah. And if we truly understand, it takes care of everything else. Yeah. So that's another idea that you need to be aware of. That your mind thinks that pain is limiting you, and your mind thinks that pain is not the practice. Your mind thinks that if you can overcome pain, that your practice will take off. All these things are just ideas. The people are saying a reaction. Yeah. So it's not the pain that's the problem, Sarah says. Um, all, all of us, our problems is the reactions we have in the mind. And the less reactions we have, the less problems we have. So it's just the reactions that we need to work with. 
playing it. Yeah, I mean, it's 11 18. Yeah. It's 11 18. Yeah. Enough time. Quit be good. It's up to you. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Toby. Enough. And then he's going to eat out. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.